Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible class. It's good to be able to be with all of our listeners who want to get into God's Word. And we know that there are those, even in the Omaha area, who are not able to be with us in person for one reason or another, maybe scheduling conflict, maybe health problems or physical disabilities of some kind, but they want to be in God's Word. And we know that there are other people across the country and literally around the world who want to be in God's Word. They want to hear good, clear and truthful Bible teaching. And so we're thankful to have this opportunity and the means and the ability to be able to teach God's Word on such a widespread basis through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts. We're thankful you're there, and we're thankful that we're here with you to open up God's Word together, study a little bit further, dig a little bit deeper, and learn a little bit more. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we come together each time to get into God's Word through these podcast Bible studies, our faith should be growing stronger, more firm, and more accurate in its direction. We want to encourage you, if you are in the Omaha area, come and be with us in person. Check us out. Study God's Word with us. Worship God with us. Grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. And then Sunday evening, we come back together each Sunday evening at 6 o'clock for another period of worship and Bible study. Wednesday evenings, 6.30 each Wednesday evening, we get back together for midweek Bible classes. Good time in the middle of the week to get our spiritual batteries recharged. You're welcome to any and all of these services. But now, again, we know that many people can't be with us in person. We know that there are people who listen, study with us in other parts of the country and around the world. So we want to encourage all of you, wherever you are listening to these studies with us and being involved in these studies with us, we want to encourage you, go to our website and tell everybody else to do so as well. And by the way, share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But you do this and guide and, and, and encourage everybody you know to do this as well. Go to our website, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It's free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can learn God's word more thoroughly and accurately and get to heaven by obeying God, living for him. And so we want to help you along that line. Now, when you go to our website and sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive, and again, it always will be free, you will automatically receive to your smart device, whether that's your phone or computer or whatever device you choose, you will receive these Wednesday night Bible classes, Sunday morning Bible classes, all of our sermons, and a Monday through Friday daily radio program we call Search the Scriptures. But in addition, you'll also receive a a seven-day-a-week short Bible study each day, only about 13 minutes each day, that we call today's Bible class. All of that will automatically go to your smart device. Again, your phone, computer, whichever one you choose, and it will always be free. And in that way, you'll have the opportunity to really 
get into God's Word on a regular, daily basis. And that, again, ought to help you be stronger in your faith and to stay strong in your faith and help you focus on your relationship with God and have a more spiritual, more positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. We want to encourage you to do that. Well, we're coming toward the end of our study in First John. I'm sorry, in Second John. No, I'm sorry, First John. We're getting toward the end of that. We're in chapter five. We're going to pick up with verse fourteen right now. Now, as we've been emphasizing, John in these short letters that he wrote, First John, Second John, Third John. First John has just five chapters. Second and Third John have only one chapter each. But we made some comparisons between what John wrote in these letters to what Peter wrote and also what James wrote in their short letters. A lot of, a lot of instruction to the individual Christian, a lot of guidelines or guidance, maybe we should say, from God as to how he wants us to live our lives, and particularly as Christians. It's like, it's like these particular letters are written to the kind of first and foremost with the, with the more specific emphasis to the individual Christian. How should I live my life as a Christian before God and before my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Now, when you look at the Apostle Paul's letters, well, most of those were written to congregations of the Lord's church. And certainly all of them had application to the individual Christians. But if you look at those, you know, for instance, starting with 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, well, those were all written or at least addressed primarily to congregations of the Lord's church. Now, certainly, the individual members within those congregations were to make the proper applications to their own lives, but these lessons or, or these letters from James, Peter, and John are written more to the individual Christian, giving us specific guidance as to how to live our personal lives as faithful, dedicated Christians. So we come toward the end of 1 John. We begin with verse 14. And here John goes on and he writes, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. One of the greatest blessings that God bestows upon the individual Christian is the blessing of prayer. I've often wondered in my association with a whole lot of people over, well, over all of the years of my life, virtually, I've often, I know a lot of those, those individuals have been Christians, faithful, dedicated Christians. So I can understand, you know, and imagine in my own mind's eye, you know, they pray to God regularly, every day. But there have been a whole lot of other Christians, a whole lot of other people with whom I've been associated through life, many of whom perhaps I've worked with, uh, maybe even some who are family members, who I've wondered about. I, I've, I've wondered, do you pray? Do you pray at all? Do you ever pray? And I'd have a hard time with some of those individuals imagining that they pray to God at all, ever, or maybe only on very, very rare occasions. I just, 
knowing the kind of life they live, the way they act, the way they conduct themselves, I have a hard time imagining them praying to God, unless maybe it would be in a, in a case of, of uh, emergency of some kind. But that ought not to be the, the, the reality with any of us. We all ought to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer on a regular basis every day. The Apostle, P, uh, the Apostle Paul said one of the shortest verses in the entire Bible. He said in, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, pray without ceasing. Now, he's not talking there about praying every minute we're awake every day, we're, we're saying a prayer. Prayer is being uttered across our lips. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying have a regular active prayer life and prayer relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. And so when should we pray to God? Anytime, all the time. We should pray to God certainly when we have particular needs in our lives. Maybe we're not feeling well one day. Maybe there is some kind of really stressful situation that is confronting us on a particular day, at a particular time of the day. Maybe we're having an ongoing relationship problem with someone in the family or maybe someone at work. Let me tell you, husbands and wives who are struggling in their marriage relationship, they need to be praying to God regularly throughout the day. Now, again, I'm not talking about every minute they're awake, but I mean they need to be uttering up prayers to God throughout the day that God will heal their relationship, that he will give them as individual partners within that relationship his wisdom and guidance as to how to, pursue, how, to per, uh, how to continue and how to pursue healing within that relationship. Maybe there's been a death in the family or the death of a friend. Maybe someone's been stricken with severe illness, maybe even have been given a diagnosis of a terminal case of illness. You see, there are all kinds of needs that we have, all kinds of situations that confront us every day that ought to spur us, motivate us to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer for ourselves and for those, who, those others who are involved in these situations. Prayer ought to be a regular, continued part of our lives, and it ought to be so on a daily basis. Paul says again, pray without ceasing. Pray to God. Think of prayer as your, and I, I've said for many, many years, as your hotline to the throne room in heaven. Well, okay, hotline. That normally, the image there would be of a of a kind of a landline phone system, wouldn't it? Well, it doesn't have to be a landline phone system, but it's your own private, it's your own private telephone number to the throne room in heaven, to God himself. And he's always there. His phone is always on. Of course, I'm using, you know, illustrative kind of, of, of examples here. And he's always listening. He's always awake. He's always listening. He's always there to hear. It's, it's like an extension cord plugged into his throne, the, his power 
We're tapping into his power through prayer. The apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, how do we tap into that power? Through prayer. We pray to God, God, I need your, I need your blessings. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need your deliverance in this situation or in this case, whatever it might be. Jesus said in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37 that nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. So we're talking about the one who is described repeatedly through the scriptures as being all-powerful, or the technical term omnipotent, and that means all-powerful or almighty. Nothing is impossible for God. So why would you not be praying to him? We all struggle with situations on a continual basis in our lives. Why are you not turning to God in prayer for his resolution, for his deliverance, for his direction as to how to resolve those situations, those problems, those difficulties? Do you think you can do it all by yourself? If you do, you're being arrogant and you're also being foolish. You need God in your life. Now, I know a lot of people push God out of their lives on purpose because they want to live the way they want to live and they don't want to be restricted to the teachings that God lays out for us as to how to live a faithful life before him. But those teachings, that faithful life is the best life, the most rewarding life that a person can live. But the devil's skillful at clouding our vision a lot of times and making us think, oh, no, no, that's just... That's just a rules-following life, that Christian life. Well, that, that's a restrictive life. Yeah, it's going to suffocate you. You don't need to live that kind of life. You want to be free and open. Well, free to end up in hell because you've been disobedient to God your entire life? You see, the devil's the great deceiver. God is the great blessings giver. And he sent his son into this world to give you the opportunity to have an eternal home with him in heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. Perhaps the most often quoted verse in the entire Bible. Well, coming back to 1 John chapter 5 and verses 14 and 15 again, What does John say there again? This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God knows everything. He sees everything. He hears every word. He even knows our thoughts before we speak them or before we act upon them. There's nothing that we can hide from God. He is all-knowing. That understand that technical term is omniscient, all-seeing, all-knowing. Well, there are times though when God, when God, decides not to listen to our prayers, even though He hears them, to not listen to our requests because of the way that we have been living our lives before Him. I think we can understand if we've been living in disobedience 
before God in disrespect to him because of our unfaithfulness before him, well, you can understand where he can say, um, you're praying for things, but you're not living for me. I'll withhold my blessings from you because you're withholding your dedication and commitment and obedience to me. You're withholding your faithfulness to me. Why would you expect me to bless you on an ongoing basis to always listen to what you're asking of me if you're not paying attention, if you're not listening to what I have already told you through my word, the scriptures, the Bible? Well, this is the confidence. If we're living in faithfulness before God, if we're living in obedience before him, then we can, have, we can pray to him with confidence that he's listening, that he not, doesn't just hear words from our mouths, but that he's listening to what we're asking of him. Remember that Jesus, the Hebrews writer, speaking of Jesus, said in Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 8 and 9, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect or perfected, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. A whole lot of people want the blessings from God without the obedience to God. They want God to bless them with whatever their, their perceived needs might be, but they don't want to have to be dedicated to live in faithfulness before God. Obedience shows our love for God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, John 14 and verse 15. Well, so once again, verse 14 of 1 John chapter 5, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, again, we need to understand that we need to be praying according to God's will. He knows what is best for us. We know what we want. God knows what is best for us. And we have a microwave mindset or mentality. We want things right now. God knows the right time. Verse 15 again, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Again, prayer is such a blessing, such a blessing to us. I want us to look at some other verses of Scripture that talk about the blessing of prayer and God having that listening ear for the faithful who are praying to him. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, often called God's telephone number. The verse says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Wow, what a promise. Call to me and I will answer you. And what does God have in store for us? Great and mighty things. If we trust him and if we're living in faithful obedience consistently before him. And, and look at Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You know, a whole lot of people are 
searching for something. They're groping around looking for something. They're no, they know something's missing in their lives, but they're looking in all the wrong places for answers. They may be looking in relationships and in, in illicit sexual relationships. They may look and be looking in friendships that are more destructive to them than they are beneficial. They may be looking through drugs or alcohol, uh, all kinds of different directions. They're looking for something, and I don't think they, all, they, they even know a lot of times for sure what it is they're looking for. They just know something's missing in their life. There's a void there, an emptiness. Why do people commit suicide? Because they feel hopeless. Well, why do they feel hopeless? They're looking in the wrong directions, usually, I would say. But God says, call to me, I will answer you. Seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And there's a hang-up for a lot of people. They don't like that with all your heart business. We look at Psalm 145 beginning with verse 17 and reading through verse 19. And here the psalmist writes along this line, The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. And that's a condition as to how to call upon him and expect him to listen and answer in a positive way. Verse 19, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. Now, we're not talking about fearing him in the sense of shaking in our boots and being afraid of God. We're talking about, we're talking about an awe, holding him in awe, in reverence, in respect. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and save them. Our God is a great blessings-giving God. He cares about us, and he wants to care for us. And we need him in our lives, although a whole lot of people, they have not come to fully realize and accept that reality. They think they can do it on their own, so to speak. But we need God in our lives. And we need to have that close relationship with God. We need to be able to talk to him with the confidence of knowing that he is there, that he loves us and cares about us and cares for us, and he wants to hear from us through prayer. We need to maintain that realization, and we need to act upon it always and consistently. God has blessed us with the power of prayer. He wants us to use that blessing. And not just hit and miss, not just now and then, but as Paul said, he wants us to pray to him without ceasing. He wants, us to, he wants to hear from us every day and throughout the day. Do you... Do you, when you sit down to a meal, do you stop before you eat that meal and give thanks to God for what he is about or for what he has blessed you with, for what he 
has provided for you in the way of that, that physical sustenance that we call good food? If you don't stop and give him thanks, um, I would ask, why not? Why not? The Apostle Paul wrote this in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Now, I believe from the context there that, that Paul is talking about food. There are people who will say, well, we shouldn't, eat, we shouldn't eat flesh. We shouldn't eat meat because that's animals. And in order for, that, for us to have the meat of that animal, somebody's got to kill that animal. We need to simply go by what God's word says. He has given us the meat of certain animals to be able to eat for food. God has blessed us in that way. And here the Apostle Paul says, writing God's word, every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. But now here's where you need to stop and think, do you give God thanks for what you're about to eat? Paul says, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. We need to be thankful. Going back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 where it says, pray without ceasing, the, net, the very next verse, verse 17 says, pray, I'm sorry, verse 18 says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Show God, tell God how much you're thankful for the blessings that he bestows upon you. All of them, food, shelter, clothing, good family relationships, good positive friendships, a job, the clothes on your back, the list could go on and on. Pray to God without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. We'll continue on, perhaps finish up this first letter of John next time. Let's pray. Father, you are the great blessing giver. And Father, there is nothing impossible for you. Father, you are all-powerful. And we thank you, Father, for blessing us so much. Help us to see that we need to lean upon you continually and consistently. We need to live the life of faithfulness before you so that we can come to you in prayer with confidence knowing that you're there, that you're listening, and that you care, and that you want to bless us, and that you know the right blessings that we need. Please, Father, guide us and give us your wisdom in all of these ways, but also in every aspect of our lives. Please, Father, and we give you the glory, the honor, the praise, and the thanks. Please, Father, we pray at this time Please forgive us and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.